Sometimes you get bored of N64 So let's watch rest until our eyes get sore We love the Tivoli But there's so much more Wrestling round the world Making friends and making times And wrestling round the world Hello everybody and welcome to the Sarah and Sarah podcast Wrestling around the world This will actually be our second time recording this second episode a few technical difficulties earlier we went through the whole episode and realized at the end it did not record but that is life it happens to everyone we're getting our kind of technical difficulties out of the way very early on in this in this uh, series but sure that's what happens so i am sarah the wrestling fan from ireland and i'm sarah the wrestling fan from ireland who messed up the recording <laughs> uh, it's fine it, it was my first time trying to record it with skype we did it with hangouts last time practice such makes is, perfect i think exactly such is life such is and life. it's actually given us the time to look at reviews for our first episode which just went up maybe about two and a half hours ago um thank you everyone for listening and thank you to the voices of wrestling for giving us this opportunity on this platform voices our opinions on wrestling and all the shows that we talk, like go to and, and watch on VOD. Thanks to everyone who's retweeted it and listened and plans to listen. Thanks very much to everyone at Voice of Wrestling for giving us this chance and putting us on there. The great platform. There's just so much grace of wrestling all the time. Uh, special thanks to Rich, who did all the work to get our page set up and set us up with Audio Boom. I know Rich was very busy this week with the Patreon stuff and the New Japan end of year uh, review book, uh, which is available for download through their link. And on the Kindle store where I purchased my copy, I just opened it up to just, just have a flick through the night before Wrestle Kingdom. And it's over 700 pages long and there's great illustrations on there. I don't know why you'd be listening to us if you didn't. <laughs> already know about the ebook but if you haven't downloaded it yet absolutely do you can name your own price or get it on the kindle store for 5.99 if you've got no money just download it and maybe pay later or just give what you can because it just looks great now i can't say i've read it but i'm planning on reading it next week but yeah uh thanks to rich for all his help so this episode is going to be our second year in review so we did from january to april in our first show we did January to May, sorry. <laughs> Why am I saying this? Uh, no, we did January to April on our first show. Okay, that's we okay. We did May to August on our show that we just recorded. <laughs> Great. On our uh, second first, uh, our first second show. So I think we're, are we going to kick into May? We what did what shows? May. Yeah. So this month I went to go see OTT Marble Zone Act One and OTT Contenders. Okay, so it was the first contender show. It's OTT's trainee show. It's just a great feel-good Sunday evening show. It's all ages. It's in the Ringside Boxing Club. It's just a really, really good atmosphere. It chips and popcorn and <laughs> a really good time. And this was the, fir- the first show. Yeah, and I think it was a very positive one as well. Um, it was great to see some guys whose names, if you're familiar with maybe the main stage wrestling shows or, or Fight Factory, it was great to see these guys get an opportunity and uh, this show came at the end of a weekend training camp where the standouts from the training camp got to compete on the show and I think it kind of added a, a great dimension to it it was kind of it was great for all the wrestlers involved that you know it was a nice reward 
And I think the crowd were very, very responsive. And I think everyone there just really wanted everyone to do well. And, you know, really backed the guys, even though we'd never really seen them before. Yeah, that, that is the thing about the OTT crowd. They're, they're such a kind crowd and such a receptive crowd. And just if someone messes something up, they're not going to get the you fucked up chant or anything like that. It's, it's all very encouraging and like... The trainees now are and they're great anyway and just everyone wants to see them do well and this was a fun show. Yeah, definitely. We got to see LJ Cleary, who is my personal favourite contender, who is not a contender. Just have to make that very clear. Because that's what he'd like wig. to say. It's it's not a wig, as he'd like to say, and he'll uh, shriek at you if you proclaim that, uh, Mr. Harry Styles. Music. Oh, it's it's one of those things, the moment it hits he is one of those little cocky bastards that you love to hate, but you just lo- got to love that entrance music. It is fantastic. He's just a delight to watch, I think. Uh, also on this show, we got to see um, the Kings of the North against Darren Kearney and Nathan Martin in what has to be someone who's Nathan Martin's first ever wrestling match has to be up there with one of the best debut matches of all time, if you ask me. It was just a great match and our first showing of these two young guys who knocked it out of the park. And I think there's no better team for them to be against than the Kings of the North, who I have to say are very encouraging of young Irish talent. And they really, really get themselves and the team they're against over. And it was great to see. It was just really, really good. Yeah, the the Kings are great to have around. I mean, they they just bring all the other talent up. Darren and Aiden, I think it was their first match ever, maybe. I had heard some whisperings like about maybe six months to a year beforehand from somebody in OTT that there was these two trainees and one was like 15 and one was 17 and they were really good. And like they're just waiting until they're ready to kind of do something with them. And I assume these were them. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to. They, they were really great. They're just real good baby faces that you want to get behind and tiny baby wrestlers, as as I call them. Um, which which they actually legitimately are. <laughs> yeah, they are tiny baby wrestlers. They're, yeah, we cheer for them and it's it, it's great. Yeah, there was, there was a whole bunch of um, just new Irish guys on on these shows, along with some of the the OTT regulars. And yeah, the, the the whole atmosphere of the show was just really, really good. And it was a, a good solid base for contenders. And I knew I wanted to keep going back to contenders after after the show. Yeah, definitely. I actually, I haven't missed one since. And it was kind of 50-50 whether I was going to be able to go to the one coming up in January. But I'm, I'm definitely going now because I feel there you can't miss them. Uh, the atmosphere is just incredible. And it's really great to see, you know, getting to see the younger audience really get behind some of the local guys. It, it, it's quite heartwarming to see, really. It is. I, I enjoy seeing kids at wrestling shows. Like it, they, they really add to it for me. I mean, it depends on the show. It's good to have your over-18 shows, too, which are just a bit wilder. But, but kids at wrestling shows are a lot of fun. Definitely. And I think, you know, they're not afraid to uh, make a comment or two at, at some of the wrestlers. And that's always good for a laugh. Yeah, they'll say what, what what's on their mind. Um, I'm actually bringing my nephew to the next show in a week's time. So hopefully he enjoys it. He's been to some wrestling before, so I, I hope he does enjoy it. He's really loud, though, so I should probably apologise to everyone in advance for, for that. I think it'll be good. Yeah, hopefully. Then there was Marble Zone Act 1 in the Tivoli, which actually happened before Contenders, but I wasn't there. 
you were there? Yeah, it was uh, an, another solid show. The standout match was CCK, Chris Brooks and Travis Banks and Ryan Smile against the Kings of the North in a very, very odd Marble Zone ring match. So basically the objective was if you, if you won the match, you won this ring, which was a number one contendership. Um, a very, very confusing matter because we didn't know did the winner who got the pin get the ring? Did the whole team get the ring instead of between them? Very confusing. Because it seemed like the person who won the ring was the person who held the ring and not the team. But then it would beg the question, like, these people aren't really that close. Yes, it was very odd. Because Ryan Smile, I remember, got the pin. CCK defeating the Kings of the North. Yeah, very Ryan odd. CCK weren't really together. They were together in this match, but they weren't. Like, there's no reason. Why would CCK want Ryan Smile to win? To, to win, yeah. yeah. It, it was our first time seeing CCK in OTT. Um, it, wa- it was Brooks and Banks rather than Brooks and Lycos. And I think they were very over before the show. Obviously, we'd seen Travis Banks a lot in, in singles matches in OTT. But um, I think CCK are kind of well-known now on the internet for their, be it their merch or some of the stuff that they're doing over in the UK. And... They're really, really good, and the crowd are very, very receptive towards them. Yeah, I watched this on the VOD. I don't often get the OTT VODs um, because, like, if I've seen it once live, that that's enough for me generally. I I don't have a lot of time to rewatch stuff, and I know a lot of the OTT crowd do also get the on demand and rewatch what they've already seen, and they enjoy that. But that that's not really for me. But because I wasn't at this show, I did get the, the VOD, and I'll say I, I did enjoy the commentators, um, Angus, Bacchanali, and Don Marnell, a lot more than I had the last time I got the VOD, which would have probably been another few months previously again. But they, they'd really improved in, in that time. That's really good to hear. I think I think they're very good because they, they know the wrestlers, you know, and they know the crowd, and they've established themselves very well, and I think they play off each other. And they don't take away from what's going on in the ring. No, no. You can definitely tell there's some gaps in some of the uh, the international guys. But, but with the OTT stuff, they, the OTT guys are always like spot on and they do their research and stuff like that. So yeah, no, they, they're, they're quite enjoyable to listen to. On this show as well, we had Matt Riddle against Kyle O'Reilly, which a match of the year candidate. It was absolutely fantastic. And really, really great to see Kyle O'Reilly before he went over to NXT. Uh, a, a lovely guy, I have to say. I met him before the show. And yeah, it was kind of, it, it was a nice one to kind of tick off the list. Yeah, Kyle is really nice. Um, I, I wasn't at the show because I was in the hospital with Alan. And he knows Alan and he was threatening to come to the hospital and break Alan out and carry his drip firm to get him <laughs> into the Tivoli. But um Thankfully, he didn't find us or know where the hospital was, so he left us as we were. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that match was great. It's probably top five OTT matches this year. For sure. Um, Matt Riddle, I think, is one of those guys. Every time he comes over, he knocks it out of the park. This was no different. Yeah, it was a really great match. It's it's on cage match uh, as rated as an 8.75, which is is, is quite high uh, rated by the Strig and the boys, I guess. <laughs> Also, the show, people absolutely lost their shit for Jimmy Havoc. It was his first time in OTT. 
it was a surprise and people went absolutely mental it was insane I think for me it's half due to the fact that it was such a big surprise and second because his entrance music is fantastic uh, I, lo- I love that song it was really good because he was against Zach Gibson who had recently just made his debut uh, in OTT and he is booed out of the building um, so being against someone like Jimmy Havoc rather than being against someone who you expect to lose is really good because you, you didn't know what was going to happen and you didn't know like was this Jimmy getting introduced to being an OTT you know, an OTT regular yeah it was a really good it was a really good moment for OTT I think yeah I also the tag team match between Justin Shape and Logan Bryce against Connor Andrews and Scotty Davis was hilarious they, they those young boys oh it was uh <laughs> It was nearly like that meme, um, stop, stop, they're already dead. <laughs> but that, that was it towards the end. It's like, please, guys, they've had enough. I think no better tag team to do it than Justin Shape and Logan Price, though. They were a lot of fun uh, as a tag team, especially in, in this role where they're like the older Irish guys that had been around the Irish scene for a long time. Uh, just absolutely laying it into these two newbies. It's a shame that due to whatever reasons we're not going to get to see them. But uh, yeah, definitely um, really added to the show. On the show, the first fish hook. Oh, I think it actually could have been. Yeah, looking back, that's fantastic. The fish hook is one of the greatest things. It, it, it gets me every time. I think yeah, this is definitely a contender for OTT show of the year. Just looking at it on paper, it, it was such it's such a good show and. Marty Skirl versus Donovan Dijak and Shaw Samuels versus B. Cool. Sammy D versus Adam Maxted, who's always improving. It's just this, this show. Definitely. I think the summer OTT had was just, it's up there with any company, really. They Show after show after show, there were some matches on there that are just must-watches for anyone. So what, what else did we have in May? New Japan Best of Super Juniors uh, was something that I watched in May. Now, I did not sit down and watch every single night of the Super Juniors because I just, I feel like that and Tag League, they're kind of the two tournaments. There is a lot of filler and a lot of kind of throwaway matches, but um, just some standouts were uh, Dragon Lee against Hiromu Takahashi, which is always a highlight. Their their chemistry is, is fantastic and the kind of story arc that they have going back to CMLL. Um, Ricochet against Will Ospreay if that's your thing and if, if you know even if you have seen it 500 times their match was, was great and then the finals Kushida against Will Ospreay was, was really really good I think it was actually better than their, their rematch down the line at a later date for the title yeah that final was really great I didn't watch the whole thing I just kind of dipped in out of matches here and there I don't have a massive memory of the tournament so much as the year before where I absolutely loved uh, KG Tomato um, <laughs> so, I, I, so yeah I was disappointed he wasn't in it this year he he really he yeah I thought he was great um, the year before but I did see some of this tournament I don't remember a whole lot I'm really exposing myself as a fake pro girl right now but yeah, the best Super Juniors was fun times, I guess. Yeah, I think I think the the big problem with it is like it, there is just there's it's just there's a lot to get through. Like he has has some great matches, but it just like the G one, like 
is just I think the tournament to watch and this one just it just doesn't have enough in it I think to make you want to watch every single show yeah I mean just there's not even that many shows it's just they're kind of all spaced out and I usually like waiting for Twitter to tell me what matches to watch and then I'll I'll, I'll go seek them out on a New Japan World but um it's it's a long haul just so much wrestling out there you need to be very dedicated to watch every single show and every single match yeah absolutely was there anything else in me for me no there's nothing that I can think of no nothing else for me I think I was glad of a quite enough month um, after the crazy March and April I had there's only so much you can watch there is only so much you can watch and sometimes you just need a bit of a mental break for a while moving on to June super strong style 16 yeah this is um, the big progress tournament I probably watched this months later I definitely did not watch this when it was released straight after but uh, definitely a really really strong tournament from progress I think it was one of the kind of the last few matches, like last few cards that really, really got people in, uh, watching it, and really liking progress. The the lineup for that tournament was so, was so great. I oh. was so sad that we weren't going over for it, um, but I, I just kind of knew that it was best not to. Kind of feeling burnt out and not so high in progress at the time either. But I knew the tournament would be incredible and I think just just the final and how happy everyone was after that it definitely seemed like it was a good time oh definitely a really feel good moment for when Travis won it's definitely his time I I was so happy he won I wasn't sure if just the whole WWE tie-in and stuff I wasn't sure if they were going to go with Tyler Uh, you're going to head over next year yeah I'm heading over to night two on the Sunday and I'm going to the pro wrestling eve show on the Saturday so that should be really fun. I'm really hoping that they get a really another strong card going, but I, I'm sure they will since it's their, it's their big shows uh, in uh, Ali Pali. Ali Pali. I've never yes. been. <laughs> Neither have I, so I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think a few people are going to try and go to Progress in the afternoon and then the Eve show in during the night, but I do not know London very well, so I do not want try and have to scamper across London <laughs> to try and make both shows just yeah just chill out it's yeah. it's, too, it's too stressful to try and do too especially when you're not familiar with a place yeah like if it was in Dublin obviously I, I would you know figure out a, a, be- a better route but London's just so big and vast and I want to kind of enjoy the enjoy the weekend uh, it's a long weekend bank holiday so don't want to come back home more wrecked than I was you can go into the Dundee Arms for a few points, maybe before the Eve show. Yeah, I've actually never, I've never been to your call, so I'm actually very excited about that. Oh really? It, it, yeah. it's really cool. Are you sitting on the balcony? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I, I swear we weren't talking about this on yeah. the pre-recorded one. <laughs> no, we actually weren't. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people recommended the balcony, so I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah, sounds good. Hopefully that card is good. Uh, do you know who's on it yet, or? Uh, for Eve, all I know is Aja Kong is not going to be there. So uh, that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters, yeah. Once I heard her name, I was like, I, I kind of have to go now. She is incredible live. I saw her in Japan and it was just something else. There we go. That should be a really, really great show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's my you know first time going to an all-women show. So 
should be a great crowd. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. Um, back home in Ireland, then we had Outer Space Odyssey. Yeah, some people really? say this is a show of the year for OTT, and uh, yeah, definitely was a great, great show. We had uh, Ryan Smile against Matt Riddle in the main event, which again was, was a fantastic match. Uh, Matt Riddle, like I said before, never really fails. He always knocks out of the park. And Ryan Smile, all things aside, a very underrated wrestler, I would say. Yeah, I always enjoyed Ryan, like 2006 and up to his title win in, in OTT. I have him classed as uh, a category of wrestlers that I enjoy wrestling that I have muted on Twitter and <laughs> to help uh, just just maintain my, my like for their wrestling. There is a good few wrestlers in that category, which I probably shouldn't or won't name. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ryan versus Matt Riddle, this, this was quite good. This was his... Um, was his his second title offense yeah 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 it was really good I think it was such a strong card though just looking back Jordan Devlin and Moose the most unexpected match of the year candidate I did not have any sort of hopes going into this Moose wouldn't exactly be top of my list of people that I really wanted to see or you know someone that I had really kind of high expectations for when you know, his name was announced, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. But, wow, was this something else? Yeah, I was worried when Moose was announced that um, it would turn into everyone doing the Moose chant. No, I, I like when everyone does the Moose chant and Moose is there. It's like Moose, and it that, that's kind of fun. But it was like in Rev Pro where people were doing it for every match thereafter for months. It was horrible, and... I thought the OTT crowd might be susceptible to doing the same, but no, they didn't. So that that was pretty cool. And I sadly wasn't expecting this match to be good either. I went to the bathroom and I went to the bar during it. And I came back and everyone was shouting, this is amazing. And uh, I did catch the end of the match. Yeah, it was really good on rewatch. And that, that was one of my biggest regrets for OTT this year was missing half this match. That happens though. There is a, a great spot where uh, Moose throws Devlin onto the stage and Devlin does a massive leap back over. It was one of those moments where I actually audibly heard people just shout like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was just Jordan Devlin, again, 2017, outstanding. And, and this is one of those matches that really highlights how good and, and versatile Jordan is. Yeah, this was on his way up, and this was definitely a big push up for him. It was, yeah, it was an incredible match. Uh, it just doesn't sound on paper. Everyone's like, "What? What are these people talking about?" Jordan Devlin against Moose, but yeah, no, it was really, really good. This card also had Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate against Angel Cruz, Be Cool, and Tyler Bate. How do we explain this? <laughs> it was. Possibly the funniest match I've ever seen. Yeah. It, like, I don't think words can describe this. It, it, it's something that you all have to go see for yourselves if you haven't watched it already. I think it's up for free on YouTube. I haven't double-checked, but it was at one stage. So do go watch this match. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, there's, there's certain spots in this that... Now, I always over-exaggerate everything. 
you know, I'm never usually crying. I'm usually sitting there deadpan or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, right. um, I, I was actually crying during this match, like in tears of laughter, because when you think it was ridiculous, like at one point, it just got even more ridiculous. And a credit to these guys, and especially credit to uh, Pete Dunne and Trent Seven, who uh, had one of the funniest moments of OTT this year, especially those two in particular. If you watch the match, you'll probably know which part I'm talking about. It involves them wearing uh, Team Pricks jackets and strutting around the ring with the crowd chanting, you've got no chance. And then uh, Trent hurt his quads. So, <laughs> end of that. <laughs> it's just it's such a just just so much fun be cool and angel of cruz are just they're just hilarious and just the whole play of the toga war with tyler it was it was glorious some people say this was the ott match of the year as well it depends on what you like i guess i mean it, it absolutely was great and it probably brought brought me as much joy as any match did this year <laughs> yeah i actually just a shout out that i haven't said like, i think be cool is one of the funniest guys in wrestling him, yeah. him calling people dopes gets me. Calling them what? Dopes. Just oh, calling dopes. people a dope. Sorry, I tried to do his accent, which is pretty <laughs> terrible. Uh, I'm from Dublin, so I, I probably shouldn't try that ever again. Um, it, it, it gets me. It, it's just so funny, it, and it's so natural as well. It, it, it's not forced in any way. Be cool, and also on this card, uh, Paddy M. Paddy M, I think, is just one of the quickest witted guys in wrestling he's just so funny he, he's such a good wrestler just really 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 funny i i would actually disagree with you with saying that be cool is the funniest person in wrestling i think paddy m is the funniest person in wrestling or was if he's coming back we're not too sure and he, he's just so talented as well in the ring he uh, i think it's a shame you know that i don't know why but he's not wrestling right now because he's just so good and so fluid he is like he was my favorite wrestler in ott for the the year he was there even though he's one of the, the older guys on the roster and he'd been away for wrestling for so long once he got back in there he was just he was amazing he was he was better than jordan devlin at a time in he he's, he wasn't as good as jordan is now but at, at a time when he came back I, I would definitely say he was the best wrestler in the company yeah i think so like the things he can do just so natural and yeah like you said he's just so funny Borky's funny too as tag, yeah. tag partner. They just, I think they gelled so well together. And uh, I, re- I really, I don't know why we haven't seen them or what's going on, but I think they're definitely missed in OTT. Big time. Hopefully they'll come back if they're able. We honestly don't know anything or no way. But um, yeah, the, what else was on this card? Um... We got to see Extra Talented who I absolutely adore, to be honest. I, I, I wasn't too familiar with them beforehand, I have to be honest, but um, they definitely won me over this night, and I think they won over the whole crowd as well. Yeah, their stick was really good. Just their, their insults and stuff, it was it was cool. Uh, Ricky Starks especially, he, I think he's absolutely brilliant. And one of my favourite people on Twitter as well. Oh yeah, I don't follow him. I don't yeah, follow him, so. he's very funny. He also really, really likes Dublin, and... Um, he wants to come back and visit the big gold spar. So big gold I, spar. Yeah, the big gold spar and and uh, and Dame Street in Dublin. That's that's what he wants to go see. 
So I appreciate oh, make that. Happen. <laughs> Somebody make this happen. Bring Ricky Starks to the gold spar. <laughs> it needs to be done. God, we could probably bring him somewhere better than that. That's what he said. I remember before he tweeted about Dublin and I was like, oh, cool. I hope you come back. He's like, yeah, I want to come back and I want to go to that gold spar. <laughs> and I was like, cool. I used to go spar. So you're like, appreciate oh. his love for spars. It is a good one, to be fair. It's right beside one of my bus stops to uh, to my house, so uh, I, I do have a nice appreciation for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they were against the team of Two Unlimited, who uh, we probably won't get into talking about too much. No, I think they're gone. <laughs> gone for good. Well, who knows? Just leave the music to no limit please uh, I'd like to have fond memories of that music of the <laughs> bad ones it is good it is a good theme song what else did we have let's see oh yeah I took a trip to download festival to see um, the NXT shows the, the download festival is a three day music festival they set up a NXT tent for the weekend there was two shows a day in the tent, along with signings and other kind of fan Q&As in the ring, they were like a massive part of the festival. I had been to download before. It was when Progress were there. They just kind of had a set up in the campsite in the nighttime. They'd run a late show, which was really cool too. But this was WWE in the main arena. I think, it's a, I think it's a good mix for them. I think a good crossover. Yeah, the the audience, like, they filled up the tent every time. People would queue to get in. But if you if you didn't get a seat, you could just stand on the outside and, and watch as well. So, like, there was never any problem, like, seeing the action. But it, they, they pretty much ran there all day, like, like a proper stage at the festival. They had a lot of the UK guys, um, the British Strong Style guys, Wolfgang, No Way Jose, Chris Hero... Uh, Big Lars, who I really enjoyed, uh, Ruby Riot, Oscar, the glorious guy, what's his name, Bobby Roode. Um, <laughs> guy who wears a big jacket. <laughs> it was fun times. It was definitely as good, or if not better, than uh, what I assume that the house shows are like over in America. They weren't like takeover level matches or anything like that. But it, it was it was good. There were there were some good matches on the card. Mark Andrews is probably the star of the whole weekend. Good as oh, good old band Junior, who I actually yeah. enjoy a lot. Yeah, do, do you listen to their music? Yeah, yeah, that's my sort of thing. I'm a big pop punk fan, so anytime they do come up on my Spotify playlist, yeah, I, it's it's good. I I went to see them and had a little bop in the tent. They played for about a half an hour, and a lot of the NXT guys were in there, like just having a dance and. Came in to see him. When they were playing their final song, Mark Andrews got attacked from behind by Pete Dunne. Oh. It was just really cool, Dunne. It was, it was just really, really cool. Could kind of tell it was going to happen or something was going to happen, but it just it just looked so cool. I'm not sure why there wasn't a bigger deal made out of that, like on WWE.com or whatever. Or was there? Maybe there was. I remember seeing on Twitter, but to be fair, I, I think my Twitter feed is very... Um a lot of Brit rest talk, so it's, I'm not a good gauge for it, but I think I just think that's just so cool for that to happen. And I, yeah, bigger deal should be 
made about that. Like Download's a big deal. And Download is a huge deal, and that that was a huge deal for that to happen. Like in the in the tent with like loads of people there, and it set up their match for later in the night. That kind of really felt really special, and yeah, I would definitely recommend if anyone is into like rock music and NXT come back again. It's it's definitely really cool because it it's a nice place to go and have a sit as well after watching loads of bands and with six shows on over the weekend, you can go see one show, you can go see more. There were signings and Q&As on. We, we didn't bother with any of the, the Q&As, but Alan wanted to go uh, to Sanity's signing, who are also there, who I never mentioned. So even though he knows everyone in Sanity, he queued up and I queued up with him and he went up uh, just to chat with the lads, with Axel Tischer and uh, Big Demo and Nikki and just said hello and shook their hands and got their autographs, which is really weird because he knows them. And I just felt really awkward and just kind of stood to the side. <laughs> I didn't go near them. <laughs> so, yeah. Some of those things I find can be really awkward queuing to meet wrestlers. It's like, oh. Yeah, it it depends. I, I've definitely done it at times and it's been fine. But it really was just Alan taking the piss. <laughs> just going up to them, even though he knows. All right, them. lads. How's it yeah, going? they're like, oh, Tim, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yourself like <laughs> like why did you queue to meet us <laughs> to get her autograph on this nicely um wwe nxt page yeah that's exactly what it was it was just a page with the nxt branding on it he just wanted to go up and say hello like <laughs> but yeah that was the nxt experience for download was there anything else in june you watched on tv or anything noteworthy uh in june i watched new japan dominion which was a great show, which had the match some people say is better than the Wrestle Kingdom match, Kenny Omega against Kazuchika Okada in their 60-minute time limit draw. I loved this match. It was actually on the Sunday of Download Festival, and we watched it in the hotel. We skipped out on seeing Chris Jericho's band Fuzzy to watch it, in fact. Oh, choices. Mm, yeah. A good one to make, though, I'd say. Which, you know... Might be why he got upset and went after Kenny Omega. I mean, that could definitely be it. These people, damn them, they chose New Japan over me. Well, I just have to infiltrate yeah. New Japan. <laughs> hey, that could have been it. There could have been nobody at the Fuzzy gig on Download Festival than he knew. All the wrestling fans, they were chilling in their hotels watching Dominion. I think that's it. I think we've solved this now. A, a great show, though. Yeah, definitely. Um that match I just love the spot where it's I think it's about 45 minutes in and Okada goes for the rainmaker but Kenny just falls down out of sheer exhaustion I think that just captures how much they put into this and it did not feel like 60 minutes to me at all it was it was excellent yeah I slept through the undercarried uh because we had been festivaling and I woke up during the the Cody match so so I, I think I got all the good stuff yeah, yeah, that definitely. Um, like Tanahashi Naito was also on this show. Kushida, Hiromu Takahashi, two both outstanding matches. That uh, I kind of feel sorry for anyone who's on the undercard in title matches when um Okada and Omega are in the main event because and on any other show they'd be talked about so much more. But the Tanahashi Naito match would be match of the night any anywhere else ever. Yeah, for sure. That's twice now at big shows that they've gotten their uh, thunderstone from them. 
but yeah, it, it's I think Dominion was really solid and uh, a bit disappointed that Hiromu lost his his title, his uh, Mister Belt to Kushida, but it was a fantastic match, so I, I can't really complain. Yeah, I, I love Kushida. I'm always delighted when he wins. Wrestle Kingdom spoiler, maybe it was on last night. I was so hoping Kushida would win again, and <laughs> <laughs> there'd be salty tears on the internet. <laughs> oh. Well, I was also quite upset that uh, Hiromu didn't uh, win his belt back, but um, <laughs> I, I am hyped for um, Hiromu against Osprey because I really feel like those two have great chemistry, and and just watching them in those multi-man matches uh, leading up to Wrestle Kingdom, it makes you want to see more of them. So I won't complain too much. No, it's, it's going to be good times ahead. I think. Well, I can't think of anything else for June of note. For June, no. Moving on to July, decided I'd go to Fight Factory alone. Uh, sad times being all alone at the wrestling. Um, so it was their first outing, I believe, in the venue in Eastwall. They had a lot of problems with the ring. It was okay. They 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 did their best. I'll just put it that way. the The ring fell apart in the first match, but luckily it was two kind of veterans that were in there and they handled it well and it wasn't two kids in their first match that would have just absolutely shit themselves and (laughs) (laughs) you know it just wouldn't have been fun times if it was two rookies in there but the the guys did what they could and I guess the good news on that one is that they came back in September and it was just miles better everything just went so much better than the the first show that's good to hear Definitely. Yeah, um, training skill turned out the likes of Finn Balor and Becky Lynch and Sean Guinness and just just lots of other top Irish wrestlers. Oh, it's a lot of guys that are in OTT today. It, it is nice to see um, more Irish shows being run. I think it's it, at least now like they're kind of you know they've gotten off the ground and yeah, then like their next few shows should be a lot better. Yeah, I assume. The, <laughs> well, the next show. That was in the same venue. It was just night and day. It was just so much better. They absolutely give them credit for that. It was their first attempt and they got through it. And well, that's good to hear. Yep. We had, obviously, the big G1, but I think we'll go stay in Ireland for now and go for OTT, Born to be Wasted. Yeah, and another great show for OTT, I think. I do remember this night, this show went on very long. And we did not get out of the Tivoli until like after half <laughs> half eleven, and I was very tired. Especially the the title match was Ryan Smile against Mark Haskins, um, which had a very screwy finish. With um, yeah, it was just kind of like ended on a sour note, I think, and people were tired and no one really was sure what was going on. But up until that point, it was actually a very good match. It was just confusing because. Joe Cabray or Luther Ward or whatever he got involved and he never had gotten involved before as a character and he never did again afterwards and I just I'm still confused over what happened there but yeah like I don't think I don't really know like what it added to anything because at this point in OTT people didn't like Ryan Smile anyway so you know, there was nothing there that added to him being hated more or people, you know, like 
yeah, I, I just don't get it really. It just um, I, I think it added to people not liking Ryan Moore. Definitely this or, after the yeah. after the scrapper mania and um this I I just think these are two of the things that really just killed Ryan's likability. <laughs> it is funny how just how much it changed for him. It really did. It's yeah. Everyone was absolutely loving Ryan for the best part of a year and then it was just <laughs> Yeah. It it all went out the window. And I'm not sure how much of that is the wrestling stuff and how much of it is his bad Twitter game. But um, Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, also on the show, we had another six-man British Strong Style match against Donovan Dijak, Keith Lee and Sammy Callahan. And I think you have a point you want to make on this. I was very upset on, the, on our first recording of this podcast <laughs> about this. They didn't play Keith Lee's team song. <sighs> It was it was just so sad. It was the most upset I've been at anything in wrestling, I think. It was even more set, upsetting than when they didn't play Say La Vie for Nixon. And that was a very, very sad moment. Yeah. I mean, the guys from the music of the mat, I mean, if you want to listen about wrestling music, listen to those guys. But, I mean, they know that this is just an unspeakable crime not to play Keith Lee's theme song. <laughs> and to make it worse, uh, their commentator tweeted later that Keely's team song was great on the night but I guess he saw other people saying that how great Keely's team song is and Keely replied to him that he didn't know whose song it was that they played but it wasn't his so Keely was also upset that they didn't play his team song <laughs> and rightly so and I've no idea what it was but it was some terrible generic thing uh, a, a damn shame it if you ask me shame. it was just yeah the worst thing to ever happen in OTT. Yeah, and then they had a chaotic match against British Strong Style afterwards. Yeah, this this was fun again. Uh, probably the last British Strong Style match. I, I might have even said that before, but yeah, this this was fun. Keatley is great. I absolutely love it. Keatley, I adore him. I'm really looking forward to seeing him in OTT next month. And Donovan Dijak was great as well on his few outings in OTT and. Even Sammy was good here. I know you, you're not you're not the biggest fan of Sammy Gallagher. No, I cannot stand his gear. You can't even call it gear. It's jeans and a waistcoat. Ugh. I just can't get into any of his matches because of that. I know that's a really, really silly thing to say, but it, it's very distracting and I don't like it. It does look like it smells. It really yeah. does. It's... Like, that can't be good to be wrestling clothes like that all the time. Like no, uh, the, sweat the, and you know denim. Okay. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure there's a reason why people wear like what they do when they wrestle. Yeah. But I, anyway, I got into Sammy Callahan over at WrestleMania weekend. I I thought he had a lot of good matches, and I, I enjoyed him over that weekend. But and not so much in OTT. He's been okay, but he hasn't been outstanding or somebody. I'm I'm hoping that they fly in more or anything like that. No, he, he was, yeah, he was fine. Like, I don't think, I, I know I sound like I'm giving out a lot about him, but, uh, like, he was fine. Um, it, nothing nothing negative to say about his wrestling, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, on this show as well, we got to see the debut of Bobby George Jr., um, my favourite starts player. Um, <laughs> not to be confused with the actual son of starts player Bobby George. I didn't. 
yeah um Bobby George was a was a, a big name back in the 80s and he used to come out with these big gold chains and and yeah it, he's definitely a parody on him I just think it's it's very funny because I grew up I suppose in a house that watched darts and, and stuff like that and and I cannot abide you know the chants and the singing and the songs at the darts but whenever Bobby George Jr. comes out I will definitely stand up because I love the darts and <laughs> um, and the the favorite thing about him is his uh, personal announcer, Tony Idol. Tony Idol, right? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't couldn't remember the last name the first time. Um, <laughs> he is fantastic. He he makes the character um, with his personal quips, and they they change every show. There's you know the same things that he says, but he he updates it and, and changes it, so it's fresh every time, and he definitely adds a lot to the character. He does. He he wasn't at the last stadium show for whatever reason, um, and it just wasn't the same without him. Uh, Bobby Bobby George Jr. Need, needs his Tony Idol. Definitely, like there there's certain spots in the matches, and um, when uh, Bobby just going for spots, it's it's sixty, one twenty, and the whole crowd one eighty, and and it's just great. He gets the crowd involved and makes us laugh, which. No, that's what Bobby George Jr. is there for. You know, he's there to be the, the comedy guy, and and it's a lot of fun. It's not my thing, but but I'll go along with it. I will stand up, <laughs> even though I don't really love the darts or Bobby George Jr. <laughs> I won't just... stand there. I won't sit there with my arms folded with a cross <laughs> face. I, I'm I'm not going to do that. I have no desire to ever see him wrestle again. But <laughs> I will stand up. I will hold my sign for Bobby George Jr. if they give me one. I think they gave them out at the stadium show, and I was really disappointed that I didn't get one. Oh, I got one. Yeah, I had one. Oh, very jealous. I, I will give you my one the next time. <laughs> <laughs> I will hold it with pride. And I think they were, for me, the, the, the big standouts on this show. I was just saying, oh, the matches we mentioned were the, the oh. standards on this show. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. Okay. Um, of course, the biggest thing of July and, of course, running into August was G1. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed the G1 this year. Um, I have to say I ended up watching, I'd say, 90% of the shows when they were on, including all those uh, tag matches at the start and... Yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of overwhelming. Like I, I had to take a bit of a break from watching some wrestling after this because it was it, there was just too many good matches to to watch from this. The G one was hard and long. It was a slog. Mhm. It was fun and times absolutely. It was there were some great moments, mainly all the Zach. Sabre Junior matches and all the Yano matches and <laughs> definitely like Zack Sabre Junior for me he's my personal MVP um I, I'm a bit biased because Zach is one of my favorites as it is but for someone like it was his first G1 day one uh, against Tanahashi incredible and a card that also had Tetsuya Naito against Kota Ibushi again I think a lot of people's kind of match of the tournament um my personal highlight of the g1 especially day one was uh Hiromu and the emergence of daryl with a perm 
getting all did up for the the G one, looking looking very fancy with his uh, orange hair. It was a beautiful sight to behold. It it really was, and then my saddest moment of of twenty seventeen. When uh, Fale ripped him to shreds, I, I'll actually never forget. I, I was I was stunned. I was in silence. I remember watching it, and then just I didn't know what to do. You're the whole me when they didn't pay, play Keatley's song. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, you know, I couldn't get into the rest of the show. Then uh, I, was, <laughs> I was I was mourning the death of, of Daryl, and um, then watching loads of tribute videos of him on, on Twitter and someone set one to every breath you take which is very touching and very emotional um, <laughs> it's, it's one of my favourite things of the G1 was, was the story of, of Daryl and Hiromu for, for someone who wasn't in the tournament he really did make a name for himself with this he did, I don't think I ever saw Twitter as mad as when Fale killed Daryl I actually got really heated because Fale released a shirt that said fuck that cat and I was like well Fale you're on my list now I'm sorry that's it no going back do you think he was meant to do it or do you think he just did it on the fly it's hard to know I mean it just turned out so well <laughs> it did it turned out so well it just it was just heartbreak I, I thought he was gone I, I didn't think he was going to come back and I was like what have they done Oh my god, how could they just kill like the best thing they had going? The biggest star in New Japan. The biggest star in New Japan. They could have sold millions of those cats. What are they doing? It's actually something I- I'm remembering now because um, I'll talk about it, but I went to the Ring of Honor show in Liverpool and uh, Ring of Honor released a statement to say that due to the actions of Bad Luck Ballet that Daryl would not be appearing on the on the War of the Worlds tour. And... Uh, that just it broke my heart even more because I was very excited to see Daryl and obviously uh, Hiromu and the lads. But yeah, it's a very sad kind of first few days after Daryl got his perm and then sadly um, <laughs> was ripped to shreds. Yeah, the, the, I think some of my highlights of the G1, Yano um, and his hilarious matches, especially with uh, Kenny Omega, I know a lot of people, they either love it or they hate it, but I really feel like matches like that make the show so much better because you're watching that and you're entertained and you're laughing and then you have a mind-blowing main event later on. And I think it gives you the good mix of everything because I think if you have four straight-up matches and with no shenanigans, you know, none of them really stand out then. Yeah, it, it's always great to, ha- to have a mix and have some fun stuff in there and have some... Just a little lagger appearance or, you know, get us all hyped up. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yano, to be honest, Yano is one of my favourite things in, in New Japan. I, I think he's fantastic. We're going to try and get our hands on his DVD. Yes, I think we, we need that. I, I need to see an hour and a half of Okada just laughing and, yeah. and having a great time. Ian, who sings our jingles, our intro and our outro, is over in Japan right now. He went over for Wrestle Kingdom and some other shows. So I'm going to get in contact with Ian tomorrow and see if he can get himself to the New Japan store and pick us up Yano's DVD so we can review it on episode four when we have the whole of 
2017 reviewed. No, I think that. not not episode four. <laughs> episode 15. Yeah, that's it. Set <laughs> in stone. It's 15, whether we like 15. it or not. I I watched the, the the preview video for it and it just looks ridiculous in the best way. Uh, what a man Yano is, a, a great salesman. I'd love to buy it from him though. I know I never got the opportunity to when I when I was over there. No, um, I actually I recently watched a few matches from a Ring of Honor show in Chicago, and uh, it was him against Colcabana, and he sold his DVD to a lucky fan in the crowd, and I've never been more jealous of someone in my life. Oh wow! I was always wondering yeah. why nobody ever bought it off him in the crowd at New Japan. I like it's such a great opportunity, you know, meet the man himself who actually you know produced this DVD. I totally buy it off him if he came out selling it like that at a show. I'd give him more money than it's worth. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just take it. I just want it so bad. I I was very cross at Yano for a while. I've decided I like him again. Is it a story you want? want to tell (laughs) it's a story i want to tell when we were in japan we looked for yano's bar we didn't find it one night we looked again another night and we were using google maps and turned out the bar was on a certain floor in a building which everything in japan really is so we went off up to yano's bar and we went up the lift and when the lift door door is opened we saw yano making popcorn <laughs> we saw a table of people sitting down watching a kind of projector screen, and Yano turned to us and started saying stuff to us in Japanese that we didn't understand. But basically, he was shooing us out of his bar because there seemed to be some kind of a private party on. <laughs> so I got kicked out of Yano's bar by Yano. That's definitely something that I would tell anyone and everyone. <laughs> yeah. What a what a thing to have happen. Yeah, so I, I was in Yano's bar, but I didn't get to stay because he kicked me out. And he didn't have any DVDs, but he did have a lot of popcorn. Maybe they were sitting down to watch his DVD. Oh, a private viewing. That, it could have been. I think that's what happened. I think it looked a little bit more personal than that. <laughs> it could have been like a wedding video or something, but we'll say it was his DVD. I think maybe he started showing the wedding video and he's like, what I really brought you all here for is the Chaos Ultimate Quiz. <laughs> he is, of course, the first wrestler to kick me out of a bar. Um, the second wrestler who asked me to leave a drinking establishment was Lucky Kid. So we have two on the list right now and we're hoping we're not going to add many more. I'll keep my fingers crossed that it doesn't grow. <laughs> it doesn't grow. And yeah, I... I can't really, I, I think I was so overwhelmed with uh, New Japan for the month of July that I didn't really watch much else. But um, there is one match that I want to highlight and it's actually from PWG pushing forward back. And it is the title match between Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Chuck Taylor, who if anyone follows me on Twitter, I'm very sorry for how much I talk about Chuck Taylor. <laughs> but um, this match is, is great. I know New People find PWG, even myself, um, it's very hard to get invested because it is just a lot of just matches happening for the sake of having a dream match or, or a match on a show. But the build between Zach, Marty, Chuck and Trent, best friends, it was actually really good. And to finally see uh, Big Dustin win the big one was actually a great moment. And it, it was a fantastic match. And it really showed that Chuck Taylor isn't that guy who just screams at kids 
or you know is a comedy wrestler he's actually a damn good pro wrestler and a very happy moment to see him win the title I think we will. I mean, best friends have been announced for uh, Fight Club Pro's uh, tag team invitational. So I'm pretty much thinking that's going to be me and Chuck going over there, you know, trying to win the tournament. Give uh, Trent the, the boot. Yeah, I mean, uh, he left uh, Chuck for Rocky originally, so it's, it's uh, Chuck's turn now to, to find someone else. I believe in you. <laughs> well, what's, what's, your, what's your approach going to be? Are you going to, like, bake some bread or... I mean, that's that's what I'm kind of struggling with. I think, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to play it all cool. But uh, on the day, I'll probably end up getting someone else to go talk to him before I do to uh, to, to break <laughs> the ice because uh, I'll probably uh, be too scared. Send your friend over. My friend wants to say hello to you. <laughs> yeah, do it like, at, at, you know, at the school discos, uh, get someone else to go over. Uh, no, I think I eventually will. I, I, I think everyone is aware now of how much I actually want to meet him. So, uh if, if, if anyone sees me at OTT, please do give me words of encouragement. <laughs> okay. I will. I'll spur you on. Because <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I shied out of meeting Keatley at WrestleMania weekend. So. I think it's because you, you hype yourself up so much about a particular wrestler. Like There's other wrestlers I have absolutely no problem walking straight up to and, and kind of saying hello and, and buying some merchandise. But there is one or two that uh, I do kind of get someone else to go first and I kind of lackey around them. Yeah, I, I find the whole kind of merch transaction thing just a little bit weird sometimes. Like, I'm fine with wrestlers, like, backstage or, you know, like, just in general. Like, nobody's going to really star- make me starstruck, bar maybe one or two, like The Undertaker or something, who would probably die if I met. But, um, <laughs> no, it's just it's just the whole buying merch thing. I don't It's just not comfortable. There's something, there, there's a blocker there for me. I don't know what it is. I'd buy more merch if I wasn't as awkward. But I bought Keith Lee's t-shirt off a stall that was selling him instead of going up to him and buying it, which is sad. Someday. Well, Someday. February, February. 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 I will go to Keith Lee and buy something from Keith Lee and you will go and become best friends with Chuck Taylor. <laughs> there, there, there are goals. Um, we'll, we'll keep everyone posted on them. Uh, the show's in February, so <laughs> we'll let you know how we get on. <laughs> how it goes, yeah. Um, just on the G1, I'm just going to just jump back and just say about the I the G1 Pick'em. Um, yes. The Voice Wrestling G1 Pick'em is just, it's so much fun. And I almost won this year. When I say almost won, I mean for a good period of it, I was in like the top 50 people. And at one stage it looked like I could have finished in the top five, but it all went to shit in the last two, two shows. So um, I definitely recommend you take part in that next year. It sounds like a lot of fun. It is, because it's something to kind of keep you going through it as well. Because it is a long, long time. It's a lot of wrestling. I think it was worth it in the end. And I, and I think um, the G1 gave us like an actual really emotional moment with uh, it being Yuji Nagata's last G1. Um, when his last match, when everyone held up the blue justice signs in the crowd. Won't lie, uh, a, a tear was shed that day it was it was really lovely i know i'm giving out saying oh it was a slog or whatever but the g1 is great like there's so many great matches and there's so many great moments uh, it it just it just takes up so much time and at the time the g1 was on i was still living in 
my old apartment with uh, my boyfriend who watched every single second of the G1 and we had one TV so either wanted to watch the show or it was on in the background when I was doing stuff I think this year there's just just so many great matches like uh, you can't mention all of them unless we were doing a specific G1 review which I'm plenty we're people not doing next year. <laughs> yeah, no it's it's too much like even I'm even just thinking back at the cards now I'm like Okada and Suzuki was great well Okada in general is great against anyone you know another Naito Tanahashi match it's it's just there's too much but like I said I think Zack Sabre Jr. was my MVP we leave the the New Japan reviews to um, the flagship guys and the burning spirits guys yeah (laughs) leave leave that all that hard work to them (laughs) yeah they they, they can look after that that'll be fine and the big uh, WWE, I guess, event of July was the May Young Classic. I actually really enjoyed this tournament. I know people are kind of reflecting on it now. Was it a success or wasn't it a success? But I think the thing that it did really well was bring in a lot of people uh, from the indies that we'd be really familiar with. Candice Ray, like Mercedes Martinez, Mia Yim. But it also really kind of showcased um, a lot of new stars. Like, uh, I think Bianca Belair was absolutely incredible in this tournament. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, it's a nice watch. Um, none of the matches are too long. I think it really showed Kyrie Sane is, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I think the match of the tournament for me, if anyone was to look one up, is actually Kyrie Sane against Bianca Belair. I know a lot of people kind of give the nod to Tessa Blanchard against Kyrie Sane, but I think the Bianca Belair one is, is better. I think it tells a really great story. I didn't watch this tournament yet, but I have promised that I will watch it before we record the next show. Um, I, I just kind of fell out of love with WWE and around just after Mania. It just wasn't doing anything for me. So I, I meant to make time for this, but I didn't. So now I'm actually hoping that I can go back and watch it and I won't know any of the results except for like obviously the finals and who gets through. But I'm hoping I can watch this from scratch and, and, and really enjoy it. Give it the attention it deserves. Yeah, I think it's a nice watch. Like It was great the way it was uploaded. You could you could binge watch um like the rounds at a time. I think it really did a good job of making some stars. Um, unfortunately, I know... Uh, the alpha female Jazzy Gabriel won't be getting signed at this moment of time due to uh, some health issues. But wow, she really, really, you know, excelled, and the crowd loved her. I was so happy to hear that because I'd seen her wrestle so many times in in WXW, and I always thought like she was great. And I wondered why she wasn't signed, and I kind of thought maybe it's something to do with all that because she does MMA as well. So I wasn't sure if she mm. wanted to be signed or like what what her deal was because she was wrestling for a long time as well. So I, I hope something can work out for maybe trainer or just get her health back, you know, because if she can't sign to WWE right now, may, may, maybe she could down the line. I don't know. Definitely keeping my fingers crossed for her because I think she's something just so different as well and so great. Um, yeah, she's, she's huge. She's a badass. For sure. Like just thinking that there's so many like women in this tournament that you know, it's kind of like a question mark. Like, well, why aren't they signed? Me, um, like the, the names mentioned for me, um, Candice, Candice Ray, just so good. You have to 
I really hope so. I just I'm not I'm not up to date too much with all the wrestling news, but uh, I'd, I'd I'd like to think so. I think they'd add a lot to their division and like they're they're stars already. Yeah, don't subtweet us on the Cedar Robert. I know you know. I know you know. <laughs> Everyone knows you know. You don't have to tell us you know. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, he, he gave us a retweet on our first episode there. That's really nice. Thanks for that. Yeah, thanks, Robert. <laughs> but yeah, the, I think the, I think personally it, it was a really good tournament and I think it was a success. Um, maybe not in the way that people thought it would be. I think, you know, we're not seeing a lot of the names like we thought we would, like Dakota Kai, Evie, as she's known. Um, like she was also in that tournament. She's really good. She hasn't really featured too much on, on NXT TV, but I know who knows what the future holds. I don't think this tournament should be compared to anything else they've done. I think they did a great job of, of mixing in new talent and, you know, well-known, experienced talent. And I think they should really get credit for that. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm certainly going to give give this a watch. Um, I guess we will... Moving on to August. The end of the G1. Uh, at the great return of Daryl, who was a... Uh, he survived <laughs> the attack, the triumphant return on the last day. Sure, who cares about anything else that happened, if you ask me? I mean, I'm sitting here... It was such a feel-good moment. It really was. It was my biggest pop of the night, that's for sure. Uh, I'm now sitting here <laughs> clutching my own Daryl. A great moment, to be fair. Um, of course, there was a lot of great wrestling. Uh, the finals between Omega and Naito, obviously, was was fantastic. But um, I think, you know, that's been mentioned a lot already. <laughs> you you have three Daryls. Yeah, um, so I only own the big one. And then there's a, a medium Daryl and a little Daryl who are also in my house. <laughs> and uh, I, I take care of them also. <laughs> the, Good tree Daryl. I have to say, they're just really, really soft and, and nice. And uh, They are really cute. Well, you have Okada Bear, so I'm quite jealous of that. So. <laughs> yeah, he is lovely. He needs to get pants. I need to get a gear maker to make him pants. I have to say, I ha- just a side note, I like the pants. I like Okada's uh, long boy pants. His his big boy pants. His he's the the boot cut boy. <laughs> Grown man now. That's it. That's it. Out of his short trousers into the long ones. Thirty years of age. You know, <laughs> Okada's coming of age trousers. <laughs> I think that's what I'm calling them from now on. Coming, coming of, age. of age trousers. <laughs> boot cut boy. Oh, fantastic. They, I I don't I didn't get the hate for him. I don't know. I see. I, I didn't watch the I didn't watch the show live, so I can only imagine what it was like. But I just of all the things to pick on, guys, his pants. I mean, it's fine. Um, Alan was watching. He was like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be able to do the drop kick in those pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'll be able to do the drop kick. Yeah, he could do the drop kick and anything. Let's let's be real about this now. They're very boot cut, though, aren't they? <laughs> Very out there. Um, yeah, they're flares. But it's Okada. I mean, pull anything off. Yeah. It was lovely hair. Uh, the lovely bleach blonde. But yeah, back to the G1, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Shibata. Shibata returning as well. That, that was another really, really great moment. And it was Just good, really glad to see him come back. The G1 was very emotional. Now, it was. Thinking about it, there's a... 
all the jo- all the jokes aside, that was it's just so unexpected, and there was people legitimately floods of tears in the crowd, and I do not blame them because the moment that music hit, it was like, what? And then when you actually saw them, yeah, it's it's one of the it's it's sad to say it's one of the best moments of all year because of what happened, but. It, it was really nice to see him and see that he was he was doing well. He looked himself, you know. It was... Just and just that moment where he kind of lies down in the ring, it it, it was very very touching. And Gazala Dan's tweet about that, he thinks that dogs should be able to vote. That was <laughs> that, the tweet of the year as well. That gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tweet of the year, hundred percent. Take a bow, Gazala Dan. Definitely a a, a Twitter uh, gift king, I would say. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. You're going to meet him at 16 Carat. I cannot wait for 16 Carat sidebar. That's uh, counting down the days to that. We won't go off on a tangent about 16 Carat now. No. <laughs> we'll, hold on. we'll hold on for another show. <laughs> um, back home, OTT, WrestleCon. WrestleRama? Wrestle, wrestle, yeah, not Wrestle. WrestleRama. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, WrestleRama. Wasn't as hyped as Scrapper Mania beforehand, uh, just due to, you know, it was summertime and, you know, so many different things happening um, around, the, around the show. Um, but yeah, I think in the end, it was really successful. It was. It was, I was feeling like it was going to be like half full. No, not so much because of anything they did, but just it was the August Bank Holiday weekend. There was a big football final on. There was soccer on. Yeah, and it was like the second show. At the time, I thought they'd only do one big show in in the stadium a year. So, like, doing two was a push, and doing it without Omega. Doing it with McFoley as the draw, and the show still being, like, over 14s. I thought they were in trouble. But it was fine. It was full. It wasn't sold out by any means, but... It was definitely, yeah, definitely a, a good showing from them, and... Close to full. Yeah. I think the standout match for me on this show was the Kings of the North against CCK, which was uh, Brooks and Banks, and they brought along the Wolf Kid Like Us, who unfortunately hurt his shoulder in this match, but it was still incredible all the same. Uh, the Kings are oh. so good. I think this was the start of people turning to really just enjoy the Kings instead of booing them. Just They just had to like them because they're just so good. Definitely, and actually, just a moment I always remember. I just thought of there, and um, there's a moment where Like Us was battling against someone in the ring, and I was in the front row, and I shouted, "Come on, Like Us!" And without skipping a beat, Bonesaw turns around and told me to shut my mouth, <laughs> and it, it was a a nice moment, I have to say. Did you uh, not cry? I was very scared, and I tweeted about it afterwards that uh, he scared me, and he then tweeted me again to to, to shut my mouth. And and that's what, that's exactly what I did. Um, yeah, I would too. I'm very sorry, Bonesaw. Sorry, Bonesaw. <laughs> I won't do it again. No. I hope you'll be nice to me now. <laughs> I, I don't have Bonesaw muted on Twitter. I read all his tweets in a respectful voice in my head. A respectful man. <laughs> yeah, I respect you, Bonesaw. <laughs> what else do we have here? We had... Jody Fleisch and uh, Johnny Storm, two absolute heroes of Irish wrestling. They were the big import 
back in the early 2000s when I was going to all the shows, they were the big name on the on the card, and rightfully so. These guys, they're still so good. I I would put them. They could be on any card, any OTT card, any day, and they just just be some of the best guys on on the card. They're they're just really good. They're classics, but they're they're fantastic. Yeah, I think I was really happy that um to see them because I wasn't really too familiar with their work beforehand. But once they got announced, you know, kind of looking up what they did and was kind of blown away. I was like, we need to see these guys more. It was unfortunate again. Um, they were in a match that it wasn't the greatest. The kind of the finish kind of got really sloppy, but no fault of of them. And it was really nice just to see them and get that big stadium moment. Yeah, I know Jody went to America after this, um, and he he did get injured over there. He had one match, and then he was meant to wrestle on Powerbomb TV, and it just didn't go well for him. And I I was really upset about that because these guys don't think these guys are plastic because they're not. They're still really really good, and they were great on King of Trios as well. The little amount I watched, I subscribed to Shakara and started watching King of Trios, and they just look great. So more more Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm everywhere, please. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I support that movement. Uh, I think another match on this show that kind of got lost in the shuffle, especially on the night, be it due to you know the place on the card and and how long the show was, because it was a, a very long show. But uh, Ricochet against Matt Seidel, a very different match to what I would have expected to be on paper. Um, on rewatch, it was really really good. It was it was like a PWG match. It was just two guys having a wrestle. There was no story to it. It was just a dream match put on a card, and it was it was a fun. It was definitely a fun match. Again, two wrestlers on my really enjoy their <laughs> wrestling. Put them on the mute button. <laughs> yeah, I would have to just point out just the Martina and Katie Harvey match on this show. I it was my favorite women's match in OTT ever. Mm. It just, it it just felt like a proper grudge match. Yeah, like these two girls beat the shit out of each other. Uh, that's that's the only way to describe it. And I think it, yeah, it, it's definitely the the best women's match in OTT and a testament to to the two girls. They definitely made it work for them with the little time that they that they had. Yeah, it wasn't a super long match, but it didn't need to be because they just went out and kill, killed each other. They suplexed each other over a, a row of chairs and it, it just looked so good. Uh, I definitely, this this is my favourite women's match in OTT ever. Yeah, me too, for sure. And the story behind that was great. Just hoping that um, Martina gets to uh, defend her belt more in uh, 2018. Yeah, I mean the intergender belt and what that means and we can I, I i think it's best to wait and see no is it intergender no it's gender, gender neutral, neutral yeah that's how they phrased it yeah which um yeah if, if it results in more women being used in ott it, then it'll be a good thing if it results in just martina wrestling a load of men and there being less women on the shows then it's going to be a bad thing but let, let, let's wait and see yeah, like I, I'm hoping for, you know, because there's so much Irish talent out there, Irish women like that are going to come through and they're definitely ready, to, I think, for to be on OTT shows. Yeah, um, Deb, Debbie Cattell, Raven Creed, they, they had a great match against each other at Contenders. I think they're ready to go on to the 
the Tivoli shows, uh, Valkyrie as well. I haven't seen a, yeah. an awful lot of Valkyrie, but I'm hoping to watch her on that GFW show soon. Yeah, she. to be honest, I think she's incredible, and I, I don't know why she hasn't wrestled in OTT, because she's ready, and, and her, her character is fantastic. She's playing, I don't know if she's still playing it now, or she was like the the sister of uh, of Humperdinck, but um, as her Valkyrie character, she's fantastic. Yeah, so ho- hopefully it ends up that like there is a women's championship and a intergender title or whatever they're going to call it. I don't know. I think it was just such a misjudgment. You know, I it was just off the mark. Yeah, definitely. Um, a few uh, eyebrows were raised at that one. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it could turn out for the best. Here's hoping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. here's hoping. That's exactly it. WrestleMania, uh, another six-man British Strong Style match um, against Jeff Cobb and War Machine. Uh, for me, I actually just liked this because it was my first time seeing War Machine. I'd missed them when they were over previously. So it was just a real treat for me to actually get to see them. And their best friend, Jeff Cobb. <laughs> Who hang out all the time <laughs> without Michael Elgin. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Fuck you, Michael Elgin. Um, oh, dear. But uh, three lovely, three lovely boys against three other lovely boys. So, what can I say? Yeah, uh, this match was just all over the arena type match, and probably one I should rewatch on the VOD because I didn't see a whole lot of it. It was just everyone was everywhere. But it was fun. It was okay. It was what it was. It was another British strong style six man that yeah. they they've become known for now in OTT, and I think we've hopefully maybe seen the last one now that sounds really bad because you know they like British strong style the three of them are great but it just got a bit uh, a bit much it has and we have singles matches next month so that's great yeah I cannot wait anything else from August from you um, I went over to Liverpool to see Ring of Honor on the War of the Worlds tour. A great moment for me. I got to meet Hiromu before the show and Daryl. Uh, probably the highlight of the trip for me. The actual card itself was a bit weird, but I'll get into that. But uh, yeah, getting to meet Hiromu was was really great, and um, he was so so nice, such such a gentleman. And I got to hold Daryl. Uh, he placed Daryl in my hands. Um. So very emotional. <laughs> I've uh, seen the picture. It's the purest thing I've ever seen. It, it's yeah, like uh, it sounds bad, but like I, I did fangirl. I have to admit, um, when I walked in, there was this massive long queue for Nido. He was sitting right beside him, and um, I got really confused. It's where the queuing system was. I was like, I didn't know where the queue was for Hiromu. Uh, it turned out there was no queue for Hiromu, and I proceeded to freak out right in front of him. <laughs> Um, I had a backpack on my back with a cat shooting lasers out of his eyes. He complimented me on that. And uh, so I'm pretty much friends with Hiromu Takahashi now. I have to admit that. Um, I hope Chuck yeah. doesn't get jealous. Oh, oh, yeah. Could have been a bit of a LIJ chaos uh, friction there. But uh, yeah, no, he, he was really lovely. And I think he really appreciated this, the support, which was which was nice. Um but yeah, that was great, and 
my brother got to meet Nido, who was sitting right beside him, and I got to kind of say hello to him as well. And he was also very, very nice. But the actual show itself was um, on iPay-Per-View. And I was nearly going to say, I don't know why someone would pay $20 to watch this, but I paid for flights, accommodation, and my ticket. <laughs> so uh, I can't really be one to judge. Um, a very odd show. Um, one of the matches on it was Nido, uh, Evil, and Bushi against the Briscoes and Buddy Ray. Um, when this Buddy was, Ray? Yeah. Um, who has me blocked on Twitter? <laughs> um, I don't, can't even remember what I said. Why? I, I I I don't know. I must have badmouthed him about something, but uh, I don't regret it probably because I don't really like him anyway. Nobody <laughs> does. No. Nobody likes Buddy Ray. Um, I think that it sounds terrible. I I do like whatever about the Briscoes. I I think they're really great wrestlers, but I just. Uh, like, not that I wanted to see Nido in a big singles match and run wrestle for, you know, 40 minutes straight after the G1, but uh, and I just wish he was in any other kind of six-man match because uh, I'm not, you know, Buddy Ray kind of soiled it for me. It was, uh, it was great to see Nido and the LIJ lads. Um, the Probably the match of the night was a four-way between Hiromu, Dalton Castle, Kushida and Marty's Girl. Um, which featured a great moment between Hiromu and Dalton Castle, where uh, Hiromu shielded himself using Daryl. Dalton then proceeded to say that uh, he loves cats. And then they began kind of stroking each other in the middle of the ring um, in the Matt Dalton Castle Hiromu way. And then Hiromu then proceeded to strike Dalton Castle with Daryl. And uh, yeah, it was just very funny though. Um, Dalton Castle uh, actually does love cats, so it wasn't like a, a, a fake reaction. Um, that it was a really great match, and um, it was for the TV title, which Kushida was TV champion at the time, and and he retained. Um, the main event was Cody against Sonata. Um, it wasn't exactly a match that I would you know go back and watch again, but it was great to see Sonata kind of get that main event slot and and get a big title match. Also on this show, uh, the dark match was uh, the boys, Dalton's boys, against CCK, who were a surprise act. And um, yeah, I, I was really, really happy to see them there because I wasn't expecting it. They came out to this generic rep pro music. And it was actually really good. It's on YouTube if you want to look it up. Um, just a neat little watch, um, a nice CCK match. And Dalton's boys are, are pretty good. Um, and then we had Mark Haskins against Silas Young. And, uh, my, my fave. Yeah, <laughs> the realest man, uh, the last real man. Yeah, it was, it was nice to see Mark Haskins and, he, and um, at the time our OTT champion representing. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really odd show. Um, at the end, then Cody did his big spiel. But I have to say the crowd are really dead. Um, at this show, and I was, I was kind of. Really? You think it'd be all the like the massive hardcore New Japan fans from like the UK who are mad to see all their heroes? Yeah, like obviously there it was very pro Bullet Club. But I, I don't know if it's because I'm just so used to to OTT crowds and and, and other crowds being so loud, but it it just didn't seem to be you know, a hot crowd. Um, I saw videos from your call the night before that were in, insane. So I I don't know what happened here, but um. 
just one thing though, I, I just I don't get Cody. I, I don't get I don't get that aura about him. Like when he came out, I just and and that's like it's not that I, I dislike him because I liked him when he was in WWE and uh, uh, it's not me being you know oh I hate Bullet Club I hate Cody but it was just he doesn't like voices of wrestling I I have heard this uh, <laughs> um, no. yeah. don't get blocked by Cody as well no like there is a particular moment in this when he tries to get the crowd to turn against him uh, by bad mouthing Liverpool. And he starts listing off cities that are that he really likes. And uh, at one point, he mentions Dublin, and there's a little pocket of the crowd you can hear cheering. <laughs> and that would be me and my two brothers who uh, love a good cheap pop and uh, love any mention of our hometown, <laughs> like most wrestling fans do. <laughs> I I wouldn't have popped for Dublin. I don't I don't think I would anyway. It, I'm. I, I just still. There's still the disconnect. I've been here six years, but I've. I'm still not going to pop for Dublin. I'd probably boo. <laughs> I probably boo harder for Dublin than I would any other city. <laughs> it's like it's like when people come to uh, Ireland from uh, America and they mention like Cork or something, and uh, it gets booed out of the building. <laughs> They're like, no, don't mention any place. We don't like it there. <laughs> It was well worth the travel, I suppose, to, to see the New Japan guys and LIJ, especially um, Hiromu for me. Um, but just a very odd, a very odd show, to say the least. It's always hard to tell what kind of crowd you're going to get when you go to shows nowadays. It can just vary so much. Yeah, like, because like, I don't particularly mind, you know certain crowds like even if they are very pro something I don't like but this one just was just like I just like come on like give me something that I can you know start cheering for because I'm not going to start doing my own chants because I don't like I don't know if they're latch on or not but yeah it was um it was an experience and it was nice and it was very well run um it was ran in the Liverpool Olympia which was actually a really nice venue so I don't really have any negative things to say it was a fun trip Got to see the books and I uh, the running gag for the weekend was uh, me loudly singing the Being the Elite uh, theme song really close to them as I recorded my uh, own mini Being the Elite videos <laughs> and uh, I had a great time doing that. They also did not hear me. I probably should have went a bit closer and sang louder, but uh, that was great fun. Um, one disappointment for me was it was a three-night tour and... Uh, Thunder Liger, Jushin Thunder Liger was on the night before and the night after the show I was at. And, uh, oh no, you missed him. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed because Liger's great. I absolutely adore him. Was he there? Was he just, was he signing autographs or anything or was he just... No, he just wasn't there. And oh. yeah, I think he took the day off and it just, yeah, I was really annoyed about he it. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah. He deserves a day off. <laughs> but I just, even, I just wanted him to come out and just give a bit of a wave, have his music play. I take that for Liger. I just want to see him. Yeah, that'd be enough, really, wouldn't it? Just, just a song and a finger in the air. And the... That's all I want. He's so great. I mean, like his uh, theme music is my alarm tone for the morning. It gets me pumped for the day. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I, I, I could get into that. I think. I think it, it's a real get up and go, isn't it? It's just it. 
you know, even on the Rambo on, on, on Wrestle Kingdom, and it just it just came out, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's 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 go time. <laughs> that, it's that's go time. Like. It, yeah, it is. Uh, so uh, I definitely recommend uh, see if it helps uh, make your mornings a bit easier. I'm gonna give it a go. I think so. Starting one day, I'm going. I'm going to add it to my alar- alarm clocks, which I have multiple alarm clocks that go off at different times in the morning. But it's it's needed. I think um, it's needed. Can let us know in the next one how it went. Yeah, if anyone else wants to join in and add it as their alarm clock, do. Please do, and let us know how how it goes for you. Yeah, definitely do because uh, it works. It works a charm. I think that is everything. Yeah, that no. We're going to cover it today, anyway. Yep, that's it. So the next show, I suppose, will uh, close out the year, twenty seventeen. Um, I suppose then for future episodes, if there's any recommendations you guys have for us of stuff that you think that we'd like or things that we should watch, definitely um send it on to us yeah any pitches you guys want to make for stuff you want to would like us to watch or review or anything like that if there's anything like that just just let us know i'm gonna watch some uh, i'm gonna watch the may young classic i'm probably not going to give my thoughts because sarah has it all covered uh, in this episode but i'm also going to watch cwf mid-atlantic i'm going to be keeping up with wxw i'm going to dip in and out of some other stuff i'm going to watch king of trios and that that's kind of my viewing schedule for the next week or so anyway yeah, I think um, I still need to watch I, uh, Fight Club Pro's Infinity Tournament. That's on my watch list, definitely. And to be honest, a lot of the times I'm really bad. I kind of live in the past when it comes to wrestling and, and watch stuff uh, that isn't too recent. But uh, I will definitely kick that habit for 2018 and, and, and keep up with, with, with relevant stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think this podcast is going to be a good way for us to keep up with things, hopefully. Definitely. And for something that started out as a Twitter joke, I think it, it's, you know, it's going pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm. F- follow your jokes, kids. Yeah. Follow your jokes. <laughs> that, that's the message <laughs> from this that, podcast. That, that. And we are going to get better. Yeah. And the third episode is going to be even better than this episode. So if you enjoy this one, you're going to absolutely love the third episode. Uh, that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. That's a money back guarantee. <laughs> you won't get your money back. Today, so. No. Sorry, that's, you know, we can't... That's out of our hands. Yeah. It's nothing to do with us. Um, so, a few plugs, I suppose, for the end of the show. Oh, yes. I have created our own Twitter page. It is... At... The... Two... Sarahs. That's the number two. And we have exactly five followers. I think uh, it's pretty successful. Yeah. <laughs> Our five followers are me, Sarah, you, Sarah, Ian, who sings our uh, lovely jingles. You guys should give him a follow. He'd really appreciate it. Uh, his jingles are great. Also, Alan uh, <laughs> and a porn bot called Patricia Haley. We appreciate that support. <laughs> we appreciate the support, Patricia Haley. And hopefully when we're recording the third show, we'll have a few extra, extra followers. I, I'm not I'm not going to follow anybody on it just for now i will follow back if, if someone follows us first i will follow back maybe probably <laughs> but i'm not going to follow anyone see if anyone follows us back this is going to be an experiment see how many followers we can get i'm hoping for started a, at five. yeah i'm hoping for a strong 10 a strong, strong 10 if, yeah. we get, if we can get to 10 followers by the fourth episode that's it podcast celebrities <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and our own Twitter pages then, um, you can find me at uh, Sarah Flan. On there, you'll find me over-exaggerating everything I watch and probably being really excited about Chuck Taylor. <laughs> That's really my life right now. But I swear, yeah, I swear there's good content sometimes. <laughs> my Twitter is at S. Keneally. My Twitter basically contains stuff about me trying to learn how to cook right now. <laughs> Yankee Candles, which are a passion of mine. And some wrestling, the wrestling I'm watching, and just some general uh, shining on. Sure, that's that's what we uh, that's what we like. Yep. And some good old uh, Mick Graps talk sometimes. So yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. I uh, hope you really really enjoyed the podcast, and I'm sure we'll be back to you soon with more great content. Ian, sing us away. Now the show is over And we still haven't met Rover Time to get some rest and recharge But join us next time, won't you? And we'll discuss all those big issues Like Jesus, Waller's hands are so damn large Making friends and making times And resting round the world